Welcome to Telling the Tale. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley-Wolf, and with me today, as always, is other host, Dustin Jackson. I got a brand new chair. Well, it's not brand new as my parents' old chair, but it's much more comfortable to record in. I'm so jealous. The chair I'm in right now is not comfortable to record in, nor has it ever been the whole time we've done this show. Oh, shit, some Telling the Tale lore. Mitchell's never been comfortable. (laughs) I've never, yeah, that's some strong lore right there. I've never been comfortable the whole time we've done the show. (laughs) People aren't going to be able to look at this show in the same light anymore. My chairs are both, I have two chairs in my bedroom, and they're both trash tier chairs. I'm in them for over eight hours a day doing work and other things on one desk or another. I have two desks in my room. They're, They're both accompanied by chairs that don't work. I'm so sorry, Mitchell. That sucks. I just got this chair from my parents who were trying to get rid of it. Nice. That's good. Yeah. So this is the show where we go through every single one of the episodic Telltale video game releases that that company put out. And today we're going to be covering Minecraft Story Mode Season 1, Episode 5. Order up! It's got an exclamation point at the end, so it has to be, (laughs) order up! Order up! It was released on March 29th. 2016, directed by Jonathan Stouter, designed by Molly Maloney, Brian Freyermuth, Stephen McManus, and Grady Standard, and written by Eric Sterp and Timothy Williams. So, interesting thing to note there. Well, two two things I want to talk about, just right. in, in, in that uh, about section that we give it. The release date. That's three months later. That's a long time, and I think it... I think if I were playing this three months after the last episode, maybe it would feel a little... I don't want to say better, because I I did enjoy this episode. I'll just say straight up here, I think this is probably the most interesting episode of the season so far. Yeah, it's my favorite one. But, like, it feels like a lot of time has passed here, and we would have felt that a little more if we weren't playing it right after the last one. So it does feel like this time... Yeah, okay, so to to recap the release dates, one of them happened, episode one happened in like early to mid-October. Mm-hmm. Episode two happened in late October. Episode three happened in November. Episode four happened in December. All four of like the main episodes of this season, the, the Witherstorm arc, if you will, mm-hmm. happened in the last three mo- uh, months of 2015. Very short amount of time. Yeah. They fit them all in right at the end there. And then this one came out over three months after episode four. Crazy. I mean, mean, it makes complete sense given what happens in the episode. Yeah, very clearly separated from the other episodes in the season into its own little deal. But uh, boy, howdy. Let me tell you, this is the start of a second arc of the show. Of the yeah, game. Yeah, definitely. We we were saying, like, last week, we were like, wouldn't it be weird if they just, like, started, like, like if the adventure pass just continued from there and this was all one big story? Turns out that is the case. I didn't think that was going to be the case. I thought it was just a, often hypothetical land, but that's exactly how it's playing out. Yeah, it is. It does feel like a fairly strong one-off. That yeah. just at the very end of it kind of kicks off what I anticipate is going to be more of a cohesive three-episode arc. 
Yeah. But it is it is part of the second arc of the game. Yeah, it's it's still starting it out. It's starting it um, out. Yeah, I I was pretty surprised like even even though this episode's story is pretty self-contained, like near the end of this episode, I was thinking like, oh, this is going I'm already in the last act. Is this just going to not wrap up this episode? Is this going to be what the whole season's about? And turns out not really, but it still kicks things off. Y- yes, but no, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh so that was the first thing I wanted to talk about, the release date. The other thing was the writer, Eric Sterp, who you told me something about between this recording and the last time we got it on the horn. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to some... bring this up for the for the audience? Bring us up to date, up to speed yeah. with this new um, information? So I was talking with a friend of mine. Um, he is much more into Minecraft story mode than I am, e- even though I, I don't dislike it. But he's like like really looking it up, looking into uh, development on it. Um, so you remember how last episode Reuben was no more. Reuben was a deceased pig. How could I forget? Right. He poofed Uh, into a a slice of pork in the funniest way possible. Right. So it turns out there was actually plans to revert that for the Netflix version of Minecraft Story Mode Season 1. Um... Reuben was going to survive. But That's then so wild. That isn't that just crazy to think about? Mhm. We could have been living in an alternate reality where Reuben just said, "Hey, no, I'm alive." Yeah, but instead we're just living in this He's goddamn pork. dead pig reality. <laughs> I think it's pretty good so far to be honest. Um yeah, but... so so when you when you said that at first I was thinking, yeah, they'd have to like reanimate and rewrite the whole end of the episode. Um they they'd have to replace some scenes with new scenes probably. But mm-hmm. now I'm realizing it's not just that. They have to do the uh the at least this episode as well, at least episode 5 as well. Mhm. And probably the adventure pass. Because they got to put Ruben there and just say he's there the whole time. <laughs> he was there the whole time. Or at least at a line to say, yeah, he's at my house. We left him at home. Um, <laughs> he's he's just off screen the whole time. <laughs> and season two, probably. Yeah. Unless you're going to kill him at the end of the adventure pass. Like, oh, you were always going to kill him just later. <laughs> <laughs> we were just delaying the inevitable. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what? I feel for Eric Sterp here because I well so so what you told me about him individually is that um like he's on most of these episodes. He just wasn't on this last one. And that's when they decided to kill Ruben and he was uh very upset about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh I I guess Ruben was an important aspect of the story to him. <laughs> Yeah, it's specifically to him. <laughs> yeah, not to the rest of Telltale. Uh, really, <laughs> get not. this pig out of here. What's What's more insulting about it to me is that in episode one of this game, I called my posse, which at the time was uh, just Jesse, Olivia, and Axel. I right. called them the Order of the Pig. I knew that we were naming ourselves after Reuben day one, <laughs> and. 
now that Ruben's passed and it makes so much more sense to say that about ourselves, we're the Order of the Pig. Um, now they call us the Order of the Stone because we're the new Order of the Stone. Right. It doesn't. You don't even get to be the Order of the Pig anymore. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter what name you chose. You are now the Order of the Stone. Full out. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. You know, I genuinely feel weird jumping into the second arc of a telltale game right after the first even though it's the same season this is episodes one to four and episodes four to eight of season one of minecraft story mode let's just say let's let's put our gauntlet in the sand that's mixing metaphors but (laughs) uh let's let's sand up that gauntlet and just declare this is two seasons yeah, it's it's weird to say like, oh no, we're not at season two yet. This this just is a second season of Minecraft. Like yeah. it starts out like some time has passed. You know, they're the Order of the Stone now. This is a second season of Minecraft. Totally, totally is. It's weird. It's weird the way they decided to do it. Toe to tip. That's a second season of Minecraft. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> when. Last week we spoke. Right. And we we talked about the bold stylistic choices of having this be the structure. Uh, I I listened back to the episode just to remind myself of what we thought about it. Because after Mm -hmm. this episode, I feel completely differently. Um, And I think you were saying that if you were buying these episodes at the time, you would be sort of upset that... Your five episodes that you paid for don't culminate and you have to buy DLC to see the end of it. A, a little bit. It Just because, like, it, it feels like it's kind of stringing you along to buy more than you already bought. Yep, definitely. Um, I, I, I don't think it's, like, awful. I, I'm not, like, over here fuming about it. But it, it, it is weird. It is kind of like... Oh, well, you got a little taste, but eh, now you got to pay more to see how this story plays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's something interesting that I've been thinking about because Telltale is going to put out The Expanse this year. Oh, news update. I, I guess we should talk about it on the show. The Wolf Among Us 2, not coming out this year anymore. Ooh. <laughs> I felt... <laughs> Like that was fine. I I was talking with some people I, uh, in yeah. our like shared server where we talk about some Telltale stuff, but mm-hmm. they uh, they were actually disappointed about this, and I can see that. I I understand wanting it, and mm-hmm. uh, you know it's it's just gonna take longer for it to come out. But for me, um, the idea that. They're launching the expanse sometime in the middle of this year. That would mean that the Wolf Among Us Two is going to start sometime, probably during the release of the expanse. And I, I didn't right. want to do two at once ever, so yeah. uh, I'm cool with it. Yeah, as someone who has to play all these for a podcast, I'm cool with it. But if I didn't have to, I would be upset that I didn't get to played wolf among us too or maybe i wouldn't because if i wasn't doing this podcast i might not have played wolf among us yet hmm. yeah <laughs> you you have just enough time just enough time to squeak by and play wolf among us too first now that it's been delayed out of the year <laughs> J- just a little bit 
Yeah, I, I guess it's interesting because some uh, most of the people that we were talking to are excited about Wolf Among Us 2. And uh, frankly, just, just to call it like how it is, do not give much of a rat's ass about the Expanse. <laughs> yeah, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't in that group. Okay, that because to me, they feel about the same. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I could see that for you. Um, yeah, I, I think part of it is that The Wolf Among Us 1 didn't... I, I don't think it grabbed me as much as, um, like, The Walking Dead did, or frankly, even as much as Tales from the Borderlands did. I liked Tales from the Borderlands maybe more than The Wolf Among Us. I would definitely put it above The Wolf Among Us, but I, but I still really enjoy The Wolf Among Us. I like the world it yeah. sets up. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot too, but it also felt, um, it it felt complete enough for me. I wasn't waiting for a Wolf Among Us two, right? Uh, well, I guess I I to be fair, I only got around to finishing it here on the podcast after we already knew that the sequel was coming. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's hard to be more or less excited about a Telltale game to the point where I'm upset about a delay. When we are playing a uh, one that's new to me every week, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, so <laughs> I I wish the team at uh, uh, Telltale and the development studio. I think it's called Ad Hoc. Is that right? I think so. That uh, sounds right. Actually, yeah. let me, let me we'll look that up too. Okay. Uh, Wolf Among Us Two. Do 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 do. do. Uh, ad hoc ad hoc studios yeah so ad hoc studios which are made of a bunch of former telltale people are working on the wolf among us too and then deck nine which is uh one of the studios that worked on a bunch of those life is strange games are the people working on um the expanse and telltale itself is working with both of those studios uh in some capacity on on both of those games it's so interesting to think about since uh, the Telltale that exists now is uh, definitely smaller than it was back then. So I I totally forgot that they were getting uh, outside help with them. Uh, that's cool. I'm down for that. Yeah, I, I think it's more than getting outside help. I think those other studios are the developers in principle yeah. and, and like Telltale's the outside help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, well, anyway, I was thinking about The Expanse because... I realized that it had this issue where people were upset about the delay of Wolf 2. They are not concerned about any existence of the exa- uh, the Expanse. <laughs> yeah. And, and, I mean, the way I'm treating these Telltale games is, is almost interchangeably until I play them and, and then, like, the stronger narrative ones. Because I didn't expect to like Walking Dead, you know? I didn't mm-hmm. expect to like Borderlands at all. Same. Um, and I did kind of like the idea of Minecraft story mode, and it's been fine. And uh, Yeah, it's yeah. it's not bad. So it, it it could be good, but I was thinking like, how do you sell this game? Is do you only sell it strictly one price for the five episodes, that's it? Or do you try to do like you get one episode for free to get you maybe hooked on the story and then you buy two through five 
how would you do it for a, for a game like The Expanse, which, um, again, let's let's just kind of be honest about how we're seeing the demand for it. It has its work cut out for it. Right. In marketing. Um. So how would I do it, you're asking? Yeah, how would you do it, I'm asking. I don't know. I I I do kind of like the idea of uh, episodic games still released like on a monthly basis. Oh, it's definitely um, that. I, I'm asking about like the payment. Um, oh, payment for it. Yeah. So um, do, when you like, would you would you ever do episode one is free to to get you in the door of something that might be? Let's say it's thirty bucks for the whole season. Okay. Uh, I don't and, know how much it's going to be. That. That actually would be nice if it's thirty bucks. I could see it being more. Um, if it's thirty bucks for the whole season of The Expanse, and that's just the pass, what what do you th- do? You think that works? Do you think that's good for marketing for getting um, people interested in it? I think so. Hmm. Because some people will play that first free episode and then just not touch any of the rest. Right. Yeah. But then, but if you just charge for all of them up front, even if it doesn't, even if someone like plays the first episode and doesn't like it, then they still paid for the whole thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like there's more risk to letting you try it first. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of risk to letting you try it in, in, uh, like getting the milk for free and not having to buy the cow. Right. But then there's also a lot of risk of no one's going to even drink any milk and they might like milk a lot <laughs> if yeah. they if they have to buy the cow. Yeah, that that's tough. I wonder what I wonder if the benefits to letting someone try it for free first outweighs that worry that they just won't even bother with the rest. I guess it kind of just depends on if it's really good or not, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like Walking Dead, I could totally see people saying like, oh, episode one ruled. I'm sticking with this. Oh, episode one of Tales from the Borderlands? Are you kidding me? If that was free? That'd be crazy. I would have gotten into that a long time ago. And I would have probably, I definitely would have finished that franchise. Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) I would have finished that series. (laughs) That season. Uh, yeah, yeah, because like it's been the reason there aren't as many demos these days as there used to be in like the '90s. Demos were everywhere. You ordered a pizza, you got some PlayStation demos. Is because it was found out that demos actually have a pretty negative effect on the sales of games, like a demonstrably negative effect. The people that like the demos keep replaying the demos, and right. the people that don't like the demos are certainly not going to play the game. Man, I miss demo discs, like PS1 demo discs. PS1 demo discs would be great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I. Uh, but I totally get what you're saying. I can. That makes perfect sense. That it would uh, deter someone from uh, playing the rest. Deter. Deter. That's probably not how it's pronounced. Is it deter? It is. I like deter. I. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I. <laughs> I. I. Uh, man, I. I was. The asshole in me was forced to point it out, but I really wanted you to just keep saying that for the rest of your life. <laughs> I would have been so mad if you didn't say something, and I, I'm like on my deathbed, 
and I just feel like the stupidest person on the planet. No. You're, you're right. You're you're right there next to me. Your head in a jar with your robot wife, and you say, "Dustin, I have a I have something I have to break to you in, in your dying minutes." Uh, it's actually pronounced deter. <laughs> My robot wife and, would be pretty mad at me for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's over there like filing her robot nails. The nails grow. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, well, no, she cho- she chooses to. It's just to get her point across that she's bored being here. I need a new model that doesn't need to file the nails. Yeah, she she and I never got that close. So at my, on my deathbed, she's just she and I never got that nails. close, frankly. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> she married you for your money. Let's talk about the episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you liked it. I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah, I think this is probably the best episode in the season. Um, My main takeaway for this is this was the first episode I played and I thought, oh, this feels like a story that could only work in Minecraft. Like it, it's a story yeah. that benefits the world better than anything we've seen up to this point. Yeah, so a lot of the stuff we saw up to this point that made me feel that way were were individual in nature. They were they were like moments, like going to the end, right? The end is a very mm. that's a specific Minecraft thing. Seeing the Enderman, um, and then some of that other stuff like the Farlands, right? That was we, right. we talked about that in the podcast about how that's... that that's like a a very interesting quirk of the mechanics of the game Minecraft that they made right. a story out of. But and that's this, very cool. Yeah. But, but like, you could replace that with, like, just going to some, like, far-off land in a generic fantasy story. Like, it, it serves the purpose that you can get out of just other stories similar to this. But this is the first time where I'm like, oh, this is a story that comes out of how Minecraft works. Like, building and building being so emphasized as part of the story. Building is very emphasized here. And, uh... What else I like is I just like seeing the major progression we've gotten with uh, the Neo Order of the Stone. The new Jesse's Order of the Stone. Yeah. Uh, this is cool. I like this. I like any time we were watching some kids just futz around in season one and then season two. They're adults and they've got like their own fan base and stuff. This gives me Dragon yeah. Ball vibes. This gives me yeah. uh, Reds waiting on top of Mount Silver vibes. Yeah, everyone loves these guys now. Yeah, uh, like the episode starts out with Jesse, Axel, Olivia, and Petra, who are um, weirdly not like the four that are based on the Order of the Stone. I think Jesse, if anyone, is Ivor now. Um, Lucas is. Yeah. Lucas is, seems to be Soren. Yeah, that's true. We talked about that. Uh, last time there's similarities um and and petra is wearing the blue warrior armor like gabriel gabriel yeah 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 Yeah, i i kind of like that i like that uh you know it's it's not just making jesse into the main one the main guy like they're not saying oh yeah well obviously jesse is the gabriel of the group well yeah it, it's interesting that you say that because I do think they kind of made Jesse into the main one. Well, but no, he is the main one, more, but like you said, like in more of a way than Gabriel ever was himself. Right? No, I'm I'm not saying like they didn't make they didn't not make Jesse the main character. I just mean like uh, 
how Petra is more filling the Gabriel role as the warrior. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we we see some interesting, like, you, you can contrast the modern order with the old order and see how the old order is just, uh, they're cheaters and frauds in every sense of the word. Gabriel, at least we get the sense, is a good person. Eligard and Magnus were pr- probably trying to be good people as well. We didn't see as much of them. Right. Um, but, like, Soren is not a good person and Ivor is not a good person. Mm-hmm. Um, e- even if Ivor is like they try to Snape him and they they, they do it exactly like Snape in uh, the problem with doing it like Snape is that Snape did not successfully redeem himself the author just thought that he did yeah yeah it, it, this is not that kind of podcast uh, <laughs> but like Olivia is very talented with building very useful stuff and El- everything we saw Eligard build was like fanciful and like worked technically, but was not practical and did not get use. Right. Um, yeah. We, we, she never really makes anything that really benefits them in the whole story. Yeah. And Gabriel was this big warrior, but it turned out that like all of his triumphs were tool assisted. So it didn't matter. Uh, whereas right. Petra is actually very good at fighting. And mm-hmm. um, where Lucas and Soren both have these uh, issues with confidence and uh, fear, Lucas is able to rise above it while Soren is defeated by it. Man, he just ran off. Yeah, and I actually don't really know how I'm connecting Ivor and Jesse, except to say that um, Jesse is like the empty slate good person to fit yourself into and ivor is the empty slate just evil guy (laughs) that hangs (laughs) around in this episode for reasons that are unfathomable this is probably my favorite ivor episode though i like seeing him like really excited (laughs) about all this stupid shit yeah so like um the the gist of the beginning part of this episode is that ivor has tipped off the new order that there is some very interesting treasure in a very interesting temple, some out there and over yonder. And uh, he wants the stuff. Oh, he wants the stuff. He wants the stuff. They find this uh, like enchanted bluey, glowy, uh, what is it? Iron and flint, steel and flint. Um, yeah, glowing flint and steel. And it creates really big light. Really big light. Yay. <laughs> it's, it's Yeah, it's nice and blue. And uh, I, I tried looking up what this was, like, in Minecraft terms. Because the, the, the people in the game look at this and they say, I've seen an encha- uh, like an enchanted flint and steel, but it was enchanted with... Uh, like never break or enchanted with some other thing i don't know this enchantment so i looked it up and it turns out this is a minecraft story mode exclusive uh, moment here this enchanted flint and steel does not exist in the main game we're we're seeing its its own original thing yeah an an original thing so i guess that makes sense considering that's how it's sold in this they're like oh i've I've never said i have no idea what this is yeah, it's, it's it's interesting because compared with that first four episode arc, if something like this happened, it would have been like, oh, this is a thing you can do in the game. And this is the 
story mode recontextualization of why that happens. Right, and here they're allowed to kind of do their bring their own new stuff to Minecraft. Yeah, uh, and Ivor says that this is the key to finding the Ever Source, which is an unlimited well of resources. You can just bring anything you want into existence from this uh, from this source. Right, and he wants it. He wants it in a way that is disquieting. And makes me think you're going to do bad things with it. Yeah, that's exactly what I was th- I was <laughs> thinking. Like, Ivor, you're like part of the team now. We kind of consider you a, a friend of sorts. Don't don't be a bad. Don't test it, bud. I still don't <laughs> like you. It's just we'll we're throw not you out at him. a moment's notice. I don't arrest a lot of people I don't like. So <laughs> you're not special for that. <laughs> I, I do think this episode opens up on a high note with exploring this uh, this temple. I thought yeah. this was fun. This is I haven't played a whole lot of Minecraft, but this gave me uh, s- some good Minecrafty vibes of like digging down and exploring just what's down there. Yeah, yeah. Minecraft is interesting, right? Because like this kind of temple just existing. In the wild, I think it's something that can happen now in Minecraft, but for a while, you were only going to get natural phenomena, like right. in the in the uh, randomized seed of Minecraft. So for this temple to just be out there is is weird. And Ivor insists that this is because it was built by the old builders who were around even before the Order of the Stone. Um, That's a long time. Well, it is. Is it? <laughs> we like we talked before. The Order of the Stone feel like they're this uh, like ancient backstory to this world. But then you meet Gabriel, and he's like forty. Yeah, maybe like maybe fifty, early mid forties. Yeah, like like Ivor is. He's saying that he was one of the Order of the Stone. Like you can't say that it's that old if it's. Uh, yeah, but before if, that, that's that might be like 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting to have a fantasy world that is this young, right? Right. Because most fantasy worlds have such layered backstories because that's what people like to do with fantasy. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? Maybe it was like a long time before the old Order of the Stone. Maybe they never really specify how long before them this these old builders were i mean they they never specify specify how long before uh the order of the stone these old builders were it, it could have been like a long time even before that uh they, yeah they kind of leave it open it would be interesting to me if it was only like one lifetime ago um, yeah if it was only like one lifetime ago and that's just how fast time moves in minecraft or at the very least it contextualizes how recently everything started which is why all of the towns, considering how fast you can build a uh, like a building, how fast you can build a bridge, the fact that the towns are so light and so minimally constructed kind of implies that there has not been that much time on Earth yet. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. We'll probably never know the answer to that question. Oh, probably not. Been. Probably not. Uh, we might but not I think it's interesting enough. I like exploring this old I have no idea. temple. 
that yeah that's true yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> so they they go back oh no sorry before that uh aiden comes back remember aiden from a billion years ago barely is when he showed up i was like oh yeah kind of yeah lucas used to be in a gang we forget about that yeah <laughs> uh but he did it was called lucas and the ocelots and uh the ocelots have become much shittier lucas is a good friend of yours now the ocelots yeah. still suck and actually suck worse and aiden leads them now now it's uh they're not even the ocelots in anymore they're called aiden and the blaze rods the blaze rods so the bla- bla- blaze rods are a minecraft item but i tell you ocelots are better i agree i liked looking at the back of their coats and thinking i was seeing conquer yeah that was good that was a feature that, that made me feel good about myself yeah um so <laughs> yeah they try to like rob you at knife point and, that's uh, that's true. He just says, "Yeah, hand it over. I got a a, a freaking sword." Yeah, but you have a freaking sword, and you're better. And then he brings up this like weird argument that I can't tell how much the writers want me to take it seriously. Uh, it it's like you think that you're so cool just because you saved the world, but now you're not even just saving the world and taking credit. You're taking all the cool stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, fuck you. We we did you not see that opening, all the shit we went through to get this? Yeah, like we earned this. We this has nothing to do with who we are. That we just went through this temple. You don't you don't need nepotism for temple raiding, you know? Yeah. They can go like, ahead and find their own temple. Yeah, we are the ones who got here before you and we earned this cool treasure, so boo hoo. Uh, so you go back to town and you find that Ivor has built a house in town. Uh, this is this is one of the funniest things to me. He's <laughs> he's built a house that spits lava out, and it's like the skull on stilts. And every one of the uh, the townspeople they're just screaming about it. And you have to make the call of whether to kick Ivor and his house out, or to let him build this house that is flowing lava all over town yeah and and his thing is like he doesn't even bring up the lava he's just like it's it's my right to have a house too yeah yeah this is this is classic telltale choose your own bullshit where you have to (laughs) you have to choose between saying i don't think you should have a house and you are allowed to spill lava all over the town square yeah, just tell him you can't have this house. Just get rid of the lava. Nope, it's one or the other. Yeah, in a game and, that and you I tell, was you more tell, seriously, I'd be mad about this, but this is just silly. Yeah, I, and <laughs> and you tell everyone else to tear it down. Well, you you have the choice, right? Yeah, yeah. I I, I, that I we did. both told him to take it down. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, look, Ivor. It's cool that you want a house, but you are like. You are like so not seeing what the issue is with this that we just get rid of it. Yeah, it's <laughs> wild that you think this is what we're talking about. Yeah, he's just like, what? I I get now. To live I here don't too? get to live here. Not what we're saying, dude. <laughs> yeah, we and and you know what? If you're choosing to take this way, then no, you you don't get to have a house. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
you you blew your chance. If house means light other people's houses on fire to you, then you, you can't have that. You know what? I, I was thinking while playing this episode, not only is it a more interesting premise, I do think the writing is stronger in this episode too. I got yeah, some I think so. I got some pretty good laughs throughout. I think they just stepped up their game with the story just all around. Yeah, I <laughs> I wrote down here in my notes, Libertarian Ivor's shitty house. Uh, <laughs> you, because you, you, if you say, yeah, everyone, take it down. We got to take this house down. Ivor says, ooh, slippery slope, Jesse. <laughs> now what kind of rules will you make if you're making all the rules? <laughs> what a fucker. <laughs> slippery slope. <laughs> what a thing to say to someone who does anything that inconveniences you. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, you're going to be coming around with the Gustapo. <laughs> he, he He's like going around like pushing people off cliffs. Oh, typical Jesse. Making sure everyone <laughs> has to follow his rules. Yeah. Suddenly no one can push someone off of a cliff. <laughs> this is who you chose to be your leader everybody it reminds me of that libertarian party conference that sometimes gets sh- uh like shared around on youtube or something where it's uh it, it's a row of primary candidates for the libertarian party for president they were asked mm-hmm. do you think that people should re- uh be required to have a driver's license in order to drive a car and they just went one after the other down this line of people. And they were like, absolutely not. Are you kidding me? First, I'm going to have to have a license to drive a car. And next, I have a license to make myself a sandwich on a Sunday morning. Come on. <laughs> and then Gary <laughs> that's, Johnson. That's quite a leap. <laughs> Gary Johnson, who ends up getting the nomination for the primary, he says, you know, I'd like to see some competence demonstrated that you do know how to drive a car. And then everyone boos him. He's <laughs> The whole audience boos him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Ivor that's would fit right That's in. our Ivor. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All of a sudden, I have to be able to to drive in order to drive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the same guy who unleashed the Witherstorm at the beginning of this season <laughs> and refused and he, to take responsibility for that. And now he thinks he can have a house that dumps lava wherever he wants. <laughs> yeah, like he's absolutely not clear <laughs> with the idea of if you hurt other people you you can't hurt other people you just don't do it yeah he thinks if i want to i should be able to the old your freedom to swing your fist ends at another person's face does not apply for ivor he does not run his life in that way oh man you know what I, I think this is the most clear they've ever been on Ivor's character. I, I love <laughs> yeah. I love seeing this different side when it's not like a big, like, destroy the world sort of situation. You can see how he's shitty in other ways. Yeah, because in, in the Witherstorm arc, every aspect of it was meant to be this, like, fantasy story. And there's right. a lot of fantastical elements in what we go through in this episode. But um, I think it's pulling a lot more from like general cartoon trope storytelling rather than fantasy and for what they're doing with that for for the uh tone they're trying to take and 
for the world they're building and for the writing style of the characters, I think it works better. Agreed. I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, and I, if, I if like this a fantasy, is a sign of things. Yeah, if this is a sign of things to come with the future episodes, I am looking forward to them a little more than I was. Yeah, I, I can't tell if it is because I can imagine that maybe they were feeling, oh, you know, this is just a one-off leading into the adventure pass. And the adventure pass is like DLC. DLC can be silly, and then season two is going to be serious, right? Or uh, I mean, not serious. Season one wasn't serious, but it was, you know, more epic in nature, more- fantastical. More a story you should take seriously in this world. Yeah. Um, you know, that said, there is a very epic kind of seriously presented moment later in this episode that I think actually blows every similarly epic seriously presented moment from the past four episodes out of the water. Yeah, t- totally. I definitely agree. Yeah. Uh, so, like, even th- this episode is sillier, but, like, even in the more serious aspects of it, is better at being more serious than the other ones. I think it's just a strong episode. Yeah, I th- I think this episode also gave me the strongest uh, comparison to the Walking Dead vibes, but like huh. in a in a good way that worked with it. I I just saw some uh, parallels. Like when you're in the temple and you're trying to escape, it it reminded me of the part where you're escaping Crawford and you have to. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you, you the got bell a, tower. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, the part at the end of the episode uh, reminded me of uh, in episode two of The Walking Dead season one with uh, when you're going in the house to save uh, Katya from uh, what's her name? Whose name I forget. I couldn't tell you. But but you know the scene I'm talking about. Yeah, right? the, the 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 dairy farmer woman. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, don't don't come over here out out in the rain. <laughs> don't come over here. Oh, I think I want to go over there. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Doesn't want me to go over there. I think I will. So uh, Ivor tells them that the Eversource is probably also in this temple. Uh, yeah. So they got to go back to it. And he's psyched on it. Uh, he shows up in like the Order of the Stones new digs. And they show they show that uh, they they dwell on it even that Jesse has framed the the pork cutlet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which which is weird because there's a mausoleum to Reuben outside. Yeah, why isn't it in there? It should be buried in there. I mean, why build a mausoleum? That's just a waste of marble if it's not yeah, that, a tomb. Yeah, that takes up a whole lot of space. It's a lot of space. Yeah, it's bad bad city planning to allow that to happen. Right. If you're just going to well, frame them on the wall, that's going to smell so bad. It's going to be terrible. Just just keep it locked away in that building. Yeah. Oh, man. Can you imagine watching the maggots grow out of that pork cutlet through the this glass? Sucks. This sucks. Through Let's talk glass. about something else. Because it's transparent. Um, you can see it's like pressed against it. Oh, it's like a Petri dish. <laughs> thank you thank you all for listening to telling the tale <laughs> so they, they go back to the temple and this time they go upstairs and they find out that there is a, a weird looking portal that mm-hmm. uh if you strike the enchanted flint at it 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 just glows and you can go in it and right at this moment aiden shows up tries to get the uh the flint but then he just goes in the portal with the other blaze rods first and you go after him yeah. Uh, so this portal, I looked up this portal as well to try to find out, is this an established this Minecraft, Minecraft lore thing? And uh, Is it? It is not technically, no. 
Um, but based on what we see at the end of this episode, at the end of this episode, we find another one of these same portals. And I, I guess we can just talk about this right now. Um, you go into this hall, you you go through it, and then you end up in this hall with like a big long row of these portals, and you, it it almost feels like you're in the multiverse, right? Like like you're, you're right, between lots the lots of doors in a multiverse. Uh, yeah, you're in a hallway with lots of doors. So the the concept of this exists in Minecraft. This is server hopping. This is going from yeah. one server to a different server. Yeah, I got that too. They specifically say like, "Oh, we're in like some sort of different world." Yeah, uh, I I was I was curious if there was like a an in game version of this because they they talk about the Nether and the End and the Farlands. All of those things exist as places in like a regular Minecraft server, but now we're talking about. Like the same thing again, like going to a different server where that started the same way that yours started. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it's it's interesting. They they uh, end up just on a floating island in a completely void filled blue, featureless sky. Yeah. Well, we should say that they the reason they go through this portal is because uh, Aiden and his gang stole their uh glowy items that they were using yeah and, and just took them they left they just took them and went through they they, they had to yeah. stop Aiden. yeah uh this episode is very light on uh olivia and uh axel yeah they didn't uh, show up for the 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 turnaround when they went back yeah. to the temple yeah and they had to immediately follow these guys through the portal so they get left behind yeah, who, like, the party this week is Jesse, of course, Ivor's there, Petra, and Lucas. What a what a fun group. Yeah, Petra is an interesting one to have come. Uh, she doesn't really do that much this episode. Lucas, I understand why he's here. He's, he's here to be, like, a foil to Aiden and right. uh, a relationship with the old gang. And right. also, I, I thought Petra's... they were going to say that maybe Milo, a character that we'll meet later, was his dad. But I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. I guess Petra's just there to have some muscle. Yeah, she's just a... She's in there. She's she, just a she member fills of the party. The role. Yeah, she's she's not really a factor in the story, but she's, she's still cool to have around. Well, the reason she's here, and I kind of know this ahead of time. Maybe I shouldn't say this because this is light spoilers. I don't know. What do you think? Um, um spoiler warning everybody spoiler warning but okay so I, I went on the wiki to to look at this episode and i inadvertent did not try to find this out but found out um this is the last time in season one that you see olivia and axel at all oh geez they don't I guess show that up makes for sense. the adventure pass yeah i guess that makes sense considering you know you're the party who went through the door um on on one hand, that's a little disappointing, but on the other, I guess I get it. Uh, la- in the last season, thing the cast I don't want to say the cast got like bloated, but it did the number did start going up, so it's probably yeah. better to just take a handful and focus on them. Yeah, and Axel and Olivia, like I like them. I like Axel a lot still, um, but they just don't do anything in in a way that is um, significantly different from jesse 
in the way that Lucas really has a backstory and Petra had a backstory. Uh, and now Ivor's here too. So you, you have to have him. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, and now it looks like the, the um, adventure pass will be this four. It, it'll be these four people. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, they, yeah, so they go through the portal. They end up on this very small circular I- island just in the middle of the sky with nothing around. This is horrifying to me. This ha- this is just a-, a horrifying premise. Just being on a little island? Yeah, because they didn't go through a portal and end up at another portal. They went through a portal and were spit out on this island. And there's no way off. Yeah, imagine if that happened to you. Yeah, in not Minecraft. Yeah, and it's it, it's not like there was a portal behind them to just go back through. Like they were just strand they were just left there. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh so they they look over one of the sides and eventually find that there's like this sky city in the distance. And they break down the whole island until there's like one square they can all stand on. And then use all the dirt they just got to make a bridge to this island. Yeah, also Ivor builds another lava skull. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's fun to, because uh, while you're doing it, you're just like mashing A to or X on my comp- controller to like really quickly build the bridge as, as fast as possible. And then yeah, at and one point, Ivor just fast. like, <laughs> he just builds something up for a second and you're like wait what was that and then it shows that he just built a like a skull cut hanging out of the side ivor sucks but now i like that yeah <laughs> that, he sucks in a good way rather than just sucking in a bad way he is more yelly now which i don't like uh well he's excited he's so excited yeah yeah he's so excited <laughs> yeah uh, we i can give him this i love this sky city yeah, and so do they. So do our group. They think it looks very cool. It looks very cool. Uh, and, and it's like this weird... I wonder if this was inspired by Bioshock Infinite. Um, it's this weird, like, fascist sort of sky city utopia kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, my, my only uh, exposure to Bioshock Infinite is it has a stage in PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Is it like that? It's it's like the stage, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. It's exactly like it. Awesome. Um, I knew that game had original Bioshock stuff. I didn't know it had infinite stuff. Yeah, so you play as Big Daddy, but the level's based on Bioshock Infinite. That's cool. You know, uh, I don't like that game. But I think I the like aesthetic it, but I get it. of no, I mean Bioshock Infinite. I do not oh, like Bioshock okay. Infinite. Um, but the aesthetic of Bioshock Infinite, like the the art choice they went with, that's a cool aesthetic. That's that's interesting to look at. Right. Uh, I I I kind of in general like the concept of Sky Town. So that and this in uh, Minecraft. Uh, yeah, I think they're cool ideas. You. you slowly glean the idea that no one in this town is allowed to build and builders are criminals right and that means you because you just built a bridge yeah criminals to be thrown off the side of the city into the deep blue void for evermore 
This this I didn't really like. Not in a way where I felt like it was bad writing, but it just like it's in a way where you're supposed to not like it. Like it, they're very unforgiving of these people for not knowing. First of all, that building is illegal. Yeah, but th- then they still get punished. They get thrown in prison. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, half of them get thrown in prison, right? Yeah. Or that was that was in what happened for me, um, where. Yeah, so the founder comes out. She's dressed like Cleopatra, and she, the founder, is this woman who is the only person who's allowed to build. Or it, she can grant other people licenses to build just a little stuff. A, a few things. Yeah. Um, here and there for good reason and with very little regularity. Right, right. She's saying no one's allowed to build. Ain't nobody building around here. I'm the only one who builds. And uh, then like it's revealed that Aiden is sort of her Iago in that moment. She, he's trying to twist her ear to make her think that jesse's this big bad criminal even though he probably built a very similar bridge just moments before (laughs) right what a shit sucker aiden is they do a good job of really making you just hate this guy yeah yeah aiden aiden's going crazy yeah he's he's out of his gourd he's like going full supervillain. yeah he he really is um and then you find this innkeeper named Milo who, like, takes you in. And he reveals he's got this underground building club that's sort of like a 1920s speakeasy of people who just want to get drunk in private. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they, they devise a plan to break into the founder's palace. They do that. They find the Eversource, which is a duck with or a chicken with a crown that just poops eggs for every kind of enemy, and then they get the building materials from killing the enemies. Right. Great. I I like, yeah, this is another thing that ties into, like, this is a good way of making this feel like a Minecraft story. I I, I just think everything they do in this episode just does a much better job of selling this world on its own merits. I, I just love the idea that this sky city happens to be where all these people spawned and it was just a random circumstance of yeah for some reason all the people in this server spawned really high up yeah and that's that's the end of that conversation (laughs) they never saw the ground yeah they just think there's nothing down there yeah i guess spoilers there is ground down there it's just a very far away down so they can't see it (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I guess I get it. That's a long way. It is a long way. You'd have to be pretty far up before you can't see the ground. Yeah, and so it turns out they can, like, later on, it turns out they can just fall down here. Like, they get tossed overboard off the island. Mm-hmm. and uh, Well, they can they fall down fall because the there's water. But, like, if they don't yeah. aim for the water, they... Do not live. Yeah, hey, remember last week when you were saying, oh yeah, you can't just like move in the air to get into the water to save yourself when Reuben fell and didn't do that? I mean, yeah, I don't Maybe know. Maybe Reuben should have 
done what you do here and fall into the water and then he would still be alive yeah well he does have pig level intelligence which is less (laughs) (laughs) that's true i was overestimating him yeah i mean i don't know i'm the asshole in real life you can't air strafe so i don't know how much i'm supposed (laughs) to believe that you can in this video game world right right well it turns out you can i guess it turns out you can (laughs) i'm sorry that was a whole thing we did so the founder shows up with aiden um there's like this fight that ensues the founder's really mad at you at first but then aiden says no actually they're right i'm gonna take the eversource now <laughs> what a dick. Uh the the founder is hanging on the side of the building about to fall down into the great void while Lucas is fighting with Aiden and needing to make a choice in that moment. Do you save the founder or do you help Lucas fight Aiden? Who did you pick? Founder. Yeah, obviously. It sounds like we made like all of the same choices. Yeah, episode. that's the I, that's like the motto of this podcast, huh? yeah sorry everyone (laughs) sorry everyone this could be done better (laughs) but uh yeah we're choosing not to i i trust lucas to be able to fight yeah exactly and also this is like his fight it's his friend aiden yeah like he's able to handle himself she's fucking dangling off an island like obviously save her yeah i think it turn it might turn out that whatever you do at all um all three of you are just going to end up falling off. I mean, that is what happens, isn't it? Well, I don't know what happens if you choose to help Lucas, but I assume either way, the same thing all would happen. Just fall off. Yeah. Maybe Lucas doesn't. I don't know. Maybe Lucas flies away like a bird. <gasps> I love it. <laughs> That's so great for him. Uh, so the founder is really mean to you for a bit, which is fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great while you're both falling she's uh still mad at you she calls you a criminal um i wrote down in my notes save the founder aiden is a cuck and we found we fell into a lake and uh we found out there's there's uh there's water below so we can land into the water there's water and there's a whole land there's a whole land down there then we uh, we just built a big old tower back up, one block at a time. That's fun. That was fun, doing a whole tower. Yeah, that was fun. And uh, when we went back up there, when we finally climb, climbed all the way back up, we found that Aiden has just made an absolute Armageddon of this once beautiful town. Yeah, it didn't even seem like that much time passed, but boy, did things go to shit. It was enough time. <laughs> yeah he's used the eversource uh instead of getting the resources from the animals or uh like killing the beasts one at a time he's just throwing these monsters around for no reason discernibly yeah it's not like he's like oh i'm gonna be the new ruler of this place it seems like he just wants to destroy it all yeah yeah i I don't plan i don't understand what they're going for (laughs) with like what are the other blaze rods thinking when they're smiling menacingly throwing eggs on fire that hatch into ghasts and creepers just all over town for no reason if i were to guess i would think they're just thinking well aiden says to do it so i i'm sure he knows what he's doing (laughs) this is gonna be so good when i find out why we're doing this (laughs) i bet this is gonna have a real good payoff (laughs) uh yeah so uh ooh. Yeah, at this point, 
you meet back up with Ivor, who offers you one of three potions in order to get into the palace. Which one did you take? Speed. Ooh, speed. I took jumping. Cool. What happened for you? Uh, he jumps up in through the roof. Oh, cool. Uh, what about you? I'm guessing he runs fast. Yeah, so uh, Jesse says, gotta go fast. Literally, she says that. And wow. uh, runs up to the two blaze rods like in the doorway. And mm-hmm. sort of uh, Quicksilver from X-Man punches them in slow-mo really, really fast. Just in the, oh, right in the stummy. So for so for me, Jesse never even uh, hit them. He just jumps in through the roof behind them, and they just don't see him. And he's like, "Hey, hey, hey! I'm so sneaky." Cool. Yeah, mine let me punch them, so I'm happy with it. I guess that was the right choice. But then again, Jesse did say, "Gotta go fast," so maybe you didn't. Mm, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a trade-off. So you see, you see Aiden, like in the back of this palace on a little walkway. Where there's one tree and it's raining and there's there's lightning and there's fire. Uh, and he's just standing there and he's just so incredibly mad at you. For, uh, <laughs> you, you know, taking the spotlight in a way that he felt he deserved. Right. And there's this... Like, what have you done to get it? Get yeah. Him? There's like this Lady Snowblood Kill Bill Volume 1 style samurai fight between jesse and aiden right oh and he attacks reginald who who's reginald <laughs> reginald is the the guard oh well, yeah one of one of the guards right yeah yeah he how could you reginald. forget good old reginald yeah all right <laughs> uh just the the cinematography on this moment they, they go almost full side-scroller for a second, where uh, it, it's just full profile shot of Jesse walking up to Aiden. And they do this, like, slow, thuddy, tangible feeling. Just a couple of quick-time events. You know, it's always quick-time events. Uh, right. Sword clashes. And I thought that was great. I thought it was done really well. Yeah, this is like the one moment in all of Minecraft story mode that I would say uh, is cool. Yeah. Like, like not that the rest was bad, but this is the one time where I'm like, oh, this is a cool scene. Yeah, they they aimed for something aesthetically, like a, like a cool visual that somehow was not... Maybe it's just that it's five episodes in, so I'm not really like as taken back by the Minecraft aesthetic anymore. Um, right. But they they absolutely achieve what they're going for in terms of feeling that epic moment. Yeah, I agree. It was it was done very well. So, you win that fight and you have the choice to either help Aiden up, leave him sin, uh, sitting where he is, or to kick him off the side <laughs> of the island <laughs> where you know there's a lake. <laughs> he does not. Right, it's a real uh, rip his head off with Bigby option. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Although I guess he would still live. What did What did you do? I just took him with me. I'm not gonna kill him. He's look how pathetic he is in this scene. This is maybe the one part of the episode I don't like. Is Aiden just like goes back to being a wuss like too fast? 
Like, I thought he was going to do some sort of, like, he's like, no, 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 please, Jesse, don't hurt me. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought he was going to, like, pull something afterwards, but he doesn't. He's just, like, actually a wuss. Dustin, I kicked him off the side. <laughs> you kicked him off the side? I grabbed, so I said, send him off the side. And what Jesse does is grabs him by the shoulders, drags him into the, the like, waterfall, and lets him flow down the waterfall off the side of the island. Wow. It's awesome. It's really good. (laughs) (laughs) I was so... I had to pause it for a moment uh, to make sure, like, do I want to do this? Your Jessie's like a cold-blooded... Well, I guess not. Up up till now, she has not been. This is the first thing. I'm just not (laughs) cool with Aiden. I don't want to hang out with Aiden, and I know there's a lake down there. Aiden does suck. Aiden does suck. And I know... the, the, The thing is, you definitely will hit the lake... If you go down via a waterfall. Right. Yeah, that's what they've learned. So, so Aiden is, you know he will be safe. You, you have a pretty good idea. <laughs> He'll be safe. Yeah, you're, you're like 85% sure. Yeah, I mean, he might break a couple bones on the impact with the, the lake, but he should be good. Yeah, you know, that's better than some people. Yeah. Uh, some people have no bones. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever think about them, Aiden? So you uh, you clean up the town and then you go... It, the town's burning down, so uh, I advise everyone to take the waterfall down. Yeah, we should probably get out of here. And once you do that, uh, the founder, whose name is Issa, starts talking about like, Hey, we need to rebuild. We need to devise a building plan. And then Milo says, Are you kidding? We're going to just do this... Uh, whole fascist dictatorship again and you have to choose between uh socialism and fascism and what what did you do what did you choose i it tricked me game game tricked me right game game went ahead and tricked me because if i had my thinking cap on and i could see through what it like the dialogue options really meant i would have said yeah milo's right because milo is right the founder was really way too controlling over every one of these people's lives. And Milo just wanted to give the power back to the people, let them build what they want to build. Right. Um, and it, now that there's basically infinite resources, you're on the ground again. People just want to use the dirt and rocks in interesting ways. Yeah, just do that. Just do it. Uh, yeah. So that I, I should have sided with Milo. But the way they presented it was... Um, do you want to go with a plan, which is what Issa was saying, or let people do whatever they want, which is what Milo was saying? Like, that's not what they were saying. <laughs> that Right. So but I had to, I was forced to say, I think you're both right. We can do both, which made me feel gross. Yeah, I, I went with that because that was what I was thinking. That does just feel right. It's like, yeah, people should be able to build what they want, but also you you can just set up like a society and also just do that as well. You can ask people what they want to do and then plan for that, and then that can be the plan. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the way you're doing it at home. Like, you still have, like, rules. You still have a society, but everyone's free to to build what they want at least that's what you're doing at home is that what you said yeah in your in your own place oh in your own home yeah sure yeah Yeah. um 
so yeah i tried to i and then they give you like a follow-up dialogue thing of like hey you know you should listen to milo or hey you know you should listen to isa and at that one i wasn't going to be tricked again i said isa you know you really should listen to milo though (laughs) just to throw it back to the person who is correct (laughs) just to put the ball back in milo's court yeah uh, so then you go and find that uh, portal we alluded to earlier that on the ground. They think it's going to send them back home, and it doesn't. It sends them that to what looks like a server room, like inside a computer. And that's mm-hmm. the end of the episode. Yeah, I, I thought this episode was good. I, I You know, it, I still don't want to say it's like one of the amazing end-all-be-all Telltale games, but it no, is no, no. like a, a very noticeable step up from what we've done so far for Minecraft. Yeah, I think what if the clouds had like a fascist pharaoh in them is fun. <laughs> yeah. That's a fun concept for a Minecraft. Agreed. Can, uh, can and we I, take I this talk- bully that you barely remember from episode one and turn him into the main villain of this episode in a more climactic show uh, showdown than anything that happened with the wither storm. Yeah. And that yeah. was cool. Yeah. I, I hope they can keep it up. I'm down to see where they take it going forward. Yeah. I, I wonder if like each of the next three episodes, we'll find out soon are just going to be one-offs like this in their own servers and have a very tenuous relationship between them, between like, Petra, Ivor, and Lucas. I wouldn't mind that. I'd be I'd be down just like an extra episode. Like it's still an arc, but each episode is kind of its own story. Yeah, if they if they found out like a better writing strategy that works better for more episodic kinds of stories where they can finish a story in one episode like they just did, but then have things that go between the episodes as well. They I'm glad they're using it because the four episode yeah. arc that just happened. I don't think it was nearly as strong. There were high points. It wasn't terrible. Uh, episodes two and three, we didn't like that much at all. But like episode one and four were fine. And they, they brought a story yeah. into fruition. But if you can do a much more condensed version of that, that can talk about like different kinds of things in just one episode, I'm I'm in for it. That's great. Yeah. Might be a, a good way to continue going forward. I'm... I am very interested in seeing like if they can keep it up from here or if it'll just play out like the other Minecraft episodes. But I guess I'm glad we even got this one. That's good. Yeah. In retrospect, we should have done episodes one, two, three and four as one episode. And then these next four, each of their own episode. But it's what they say about retrospect. You don't see it at the time. (laughs) (laughs) They do see that. Yeah. Yeah. They say it all the time. You don't see it at the time, Grandma always said. Uh, anything else you want to talk about with this episode before we head into our segments? Not really. I mean, I I, I praised it. I gave it uh, a good a good review. I gave it a good note of recommendation. Um. Oh, I I have a good little uh quote here. Not not a quote. I didn't write it down exactly, but early in the episode in that temple at the very beginning. Axel brings up that he thought he wouldn't be cool enough or smart enough to be in the order, and he's just happy to be around. I thought that was just a nice little thing to throw in there. I didn't think yeah, of him like, as a self-conscious person. 
Yeah, he, if anything, he kind of came across as being pretty sure of the things he's saying. But I, I like that. I like that we get some, uh, some inner Axel thoughts. Yeah, that seemed more like a Lucas or Olivia line. But I like that coming from Axel because that, that is how self-confidence manifests or doesn't manifest. You, uh, you, you never know if the person you're talking to has imposter syndrome or feels like they belong where they are. Yeah, I actually wrote down a quote that I liked from Axel. Um, it's when um, Aiden's there trying to get you to give him your shit. Mm-hmm. Axel, sa- Axel says, yeah, we fought monsters and lava and levers for this thing. <laughs> yeah, you did sure fight fought them. Yeah, that's true. That happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I... I there, there weren't like a whole lot that I wrote down, but I am glad this episode had some funnier stuff I was able to latch on to. So, who's your weekly guy? Ivor. Okay. <laughs> he was he was funny in this episode. I thought he was fun, and and I liked having I liked being like, look, Ivor. I know you were shitty, but look, you're on the team now, man. I consider you a friend right now, kind of. <laughs> um, yeah, kind of. Yeah, like you you still suck, but like. He also just made me laugh. I like the shit with his house. I like that. <laughs> the house thing like, is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, we can't have lava coming out of our house. Hmm. Slippery slope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I also liked him getting excited at seeing all this. It, it was cool seeing like a different side to Ivor. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I was I was pretty. Uh, entertained by him this episode. Who's yours this week? So I've got it between two, and I hope that you can help me choose. Okay, I would love to help. Okay, so I've got it between Milo, mm-hmm. who I liked, the innkeeper, the, the socialist, like, beret-wearing rebellion leader. Right. Who um, just has a lot of good ideas and has this very funny backstory of, like, why he set up the rebellion is because he wanted to make a potted plant to start a garden and he accidentally yeeted it off the side of the island so they put him in prison (laughs) for wasting materials uh and then he's like okay you know what that was just uncalled for rebellion is in order it's time to rebel uh i so i liked him but i i think i'm you know what talking it out i think i'm gonna give it to my second choice who was aiden um he really was. I don't think I could give it to Aiden. I don't like how he just like immediately wusses out at the end. You see, I didn't get that. <laughs> I because I kicked him off the island. Oh yeah, you you kicked him off. For me, he's just like immediately like he's so evil. Like it it seems like it's building up to oh shit, he's really like losing it. And then as soon as you have him on the ropes, he's like no 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 stop stop. I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry. Well, I I got that, but then I threw him off the island. And it was right. very clear I, I, that, like, his sorries were disingenuous. He was just trying to, like, in my playthrough, it, it came across very much like he was just trying to defend himself. He wasn't sorry. He didn't have a respect plan in order. He was just kind of being a selfish, evil little guy. And No, he, uh, actually, yeah. he actually was sorry for me. He was, he's just, huh. like, after all that, he's, like, actually, like, oh, hey, uh, Jesse, yeah, uh... Sorry about all that shit. I really, uh, I, I did some things I regret. I won't, I won't uh, try to compete with you anymore. Wow. And I just felt like there, there wasn't a good reason for it, really. Okay, other than, yeah, like, I'm glad I didn't you, get that. 
Yeah, it just seemed like you almost lost, and because of that, now you're sorry. Yeah, <laughs> if, if if you lost, you would have been so sorry. Uh, yeah, you know what? I would have I would have bought it more if he wasn't sorry. I if he was just like trying to be shitty and conniving and get out of it, and then he runs off like we'll meet again, Jesse. Then I would have been like, okay, at least that adds up. Here, it's just like he's like so evil, and then all of a sudden he's not, and he regrets his actions for no reason. Like he doesn't like see what his actions have brought onto the town or anything. He's he's just like. All of a sudden, like, hey, uh, I did some shitty stuff back there. I just want you to know I'm sorry. So when the Sky People um, go to the ground, in mind, they arrest the Blaze Rods. Do, do you not get that? Um, It seemed... They, so like, handcuff it... them and walk them to what they're going to build to be a prison. Yeah, it. I think they did in mind, but also Jesse tells him, like, uh, hey, Aiden, why don't you stay here and help these people out? And Aiden's like, yeah, okay. Oh, that doesn't happen. They're, like, walking the blaze rods away, and Aiden gives this sneer to Jesse. Like, I, I guess can't that makes sense you for you. me in prison just for destroying an entire civilization. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's because you pushed him off. Yeah. I guess because I, I saved him and just took him with us. I guess he's like, hey, yeah, uh, I was pretty shitty back there. I guess that's the danger with choosing your own adventure in these kinds of stories where certain aspects of the story i think genuinely do flow a lot better based on certain choices sometimes yeah it can't I, all I be player choice for all things and end up equally good in every way that it can go down yeah and like i i feel like i would have been fine with it if they like showed a reason for aiden to feel differently mm-hmm. like but they just don't he's just all of a sudden like that so, but because it played out differently for you, I can see you feeling stronger about Aiden. Yeah, I think he's my weekly guy. Um, okay. Although, I'll, I'll, the damn, I'll Ivor's house gives him some competition, too. <laughs> just, the, <laughs> just the house. Yeah. I I do agree with you that they, Ivor's still shitty, but in a way that I like. It adds a fun dynamic to the group. And, and, and it's not like anyone else in the group likes him either. Petra's like had it with this guy. And that just makes it funnier that he's doing shit like this. Uh, golden moment. Um, I guess just the scene where you take on Aiden at the end. I totally yeah, agree too. that like the, the way it's... Uh, framed it, it just really sells the intensity of the scene yeah definitely mine too the slow walk to aiden in the rain the, just the i think they turn off the music entirely for that moment yeah it's done well it feels like a samurai movie in a way that i didn't think minecraft was possible to feel like right yeah yeah we did talk about that one though so choice cut mine is kicking aiden off or not yeah i can see how that would make a good choice for you i was glad to be able to do it uh i went with choosing to destroy ivor's house (laughs) yeah (laughs) well it's it's because like i felt very strongly about my choice but also i was like well he's also like don't kind of attempting to be like a good citizen he's just doing it really badly just build a house that doesn't hurt other people it's not <laughs> it's so easy to just get rid of the lava part my house doesn't spill lava anywhere 
Yeah, but the thing is that it's it's not just him because it's not like Jesse says, just get rid of the lava, man. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse's the one who says, all right, everybody in town, tear it down. I mean, that's kind of why I don't like the choice because at, at the end of the day, I can't say what I want to say, which is like, just can you make it the lava part wool? Can you make it dyed wool? And it right. just looks like I, lava. Like, what's up with Ivor? What's I, up? <laughs> I get it. I just give it it because it's funny. Yeah. But also, I will say, this is maybe the first episode in the whole season so far where I like felt that strongly about any of the choices at all. Like it, it felt like the choices in this one felt more up to snuff with other Telltale games, where like You're I could feel, yeah, like you know, there's still s- some silly stuff with them, but like I could feel like oh, these choices feel like they could actually have consequences going forward. And I feel like it was rare to get that in the first four episodes. It's a little Weenie Hut Jr. In terms of how they want you to feel about these major choices. But yeah, it's it's getting there. It's getting to more interesting things. Yeah, you can you can feel that you actually care about the choices for once. Definitely my favorite set piece in the whole season. Yeah, the sky just uh, just an improvement all around. Good job, good job. I Telltale. hope they can keep it up. Yeah, you should get you should get back together, make it make an expanse. Yeah, maybe we'll we'll see what's left of them. Well, we'll see. Well, that's been our episode, Dustin. I'm so glad to have been able to talk with you this week. This was a good one. This was like nice and easy breezy. So reminder. Did we did we talk about this at the beginning of the episode already? I don't think we talked about our plans. Okay, so not a reminder, just new information then. Uh, we are going to take a two-week break after this episode. Right. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to be covering Minecraft episodes 6, 7, and 8 all in one go. Finishing off season 1 and doing all of the adventure pass at once. In one jam-packed jumbo episode. I can't make flippin' wait. I can't make flippin' wait either. It just made sense to do. Dustin's traveling. I could use the time. So Yeah, I'm going to Disneyland and I can't be bothered with Minecraft. Yeah, but like any good industrious worker, I looked at an, I, an opportunity to take a week off and I said, Mm-mm-mm. let's turn that into three episodes in two weeks and be even more industrious than we would have been what otherwise. I- that's good thinking. That's that's why they call you Mitchell. I am nothing if not a laborer. <laughs> that I've been saying that about you for years, <laughs> and I'm glad that everyone can finally see it. Now, when I heard you say it, that you just said Mitchell's nothing. What? I would never say that. Mm-hmm. I've heard it. <laughs> okay. So until next time, have a great summer. Have a great summer, everybody. Uh...